Yo, what's going on, everyone? Welcome into another episode of Capturing the Games, the Game Within the Game, Game Within the Game podcast featuring me, your host, uh, Desmond Jones, and also my co-host, uh, Juwan Stewart. Uh, just want to remind everyone that Capturing the Game is sponsored by Capture Sports Agency, where the CEO and founder is Chantel Smith-Jones. Now that we got the introductions out, out of the way, we already know what time it is. This is time for our guest. She is the Vice President of Social Responsibilities and the Executive Director of Dallas Wings Community Foundation. It is Lidandra Wilson. How are you doing today? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. Awesome. Awesome. Can you go ahead and tell the audience a little bit about yourself? Sure. Well, again, excited to be here. I'm LaDondra Wilson. You heard the title. It's uh, a little bit of everything, both on the team side and then our new nonprofit, the foundation. But what I think I can share, what you guys may not already know, is that I'm a native of Dallas, a proud product of Oak Cliff, which is an urban community in Dallas. You may have heard it in rap songs and all that stuff, but a proud product of, of Oak Cliff America, we like to say. Uh, um, my former before sports, I'm actually a rookie in the sports industry. So in my pre-sports life, uh, my, by training, I'm a social worker. And so I've worked with at-risk youth, mental health, and uh, for the longest time, the homeless population of just really helping our marginalized communities with the resources that they need. Uh, then quickly realized I knew a lot about nonprofit and very little about business. And so took a little bit of a pivot in my career and did leadership development for our local regional chamber, which really gave me access to uh, major businesses. And so in my current role, it's more of a unicorn role where I merge my nonprofit management with business uh, development and the love of sports and excited to do what I've always loved to do, which is simply helping others. So I don't know what else about me you want to know. It's pretty clear over here. I'm an open book, though, so ask anything. Okay, let's get into the whole, the foundation uh, community piece, like what the non-for-profit. Let's talk a little bit more about that. What, what about it? How did it start? Where did it come from? And with you being a native, I guess that's like big pride for you because you like, I can, you know, cherish this and baby this the way I want it to be. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So first, the Dallas Wings, well, I'll start with even more. The WNBA is obviously the, I can say confidently, the most progressive league, professional sports league, and social issues and really just addressing yeah. issues in real time. And so that's what made uh, working in the sports industry so attractive to me. But for the Dallas Wings, uh, we've always had a community department. We've always really invested in having our players have a presence in the community that they play in, uh, but really excited that our ownership and our leadership felt the need to really amplify our efforts in the community. Therefore, I am the inaugural executive director of our community foundation. And so that just provides us a better opportunity to partner with the local nonprofits that are already doing the work that we may not be able to focus on every day, but that's important to us. And so, as you mentioned, as the native of Dallas and of urban communities, and as a social worker, very familiar uh, to what those needs are, very close to the community already and so was able to bring that to the sports industry and to our players to really shed light on the awareness and so started back in September and within six months March 1st we launched the foundation and we hit the ground running since then. What has it been like to launch this foundation for you know a professional team? 
Oh man, it's super exciting. Uh, it's, it's, I call it my baby because we started uh, with the name and now, you know, so from creating the logo to identifying the pillars, the website, uh, ensuring that our staff and, and players were uh, bought in, ensuring that we're really addressing the issues that are pertinent to our specific community uh, was important to me. And so it has been an exciting journey, but um because we want to give back and because we want to really be a support to our community that also includes fundraising and making sure that we have the dollars to support the work and so uh fun and challenging so with that say with that being said i'm assuming you're pretty probably pretty close with the players right as well that yeah, you know, again, I'm a rookie. So when I started in September, they played in the Wubble. So, of course, the right. pandemic has put a really unique wedge between what would typically be my role with the players. Uh, but those players that did not go overseas had opportunity to work with them. And then now, yes, I am typically the, the first person that if players, if someone wants the players at community events, that funnels through uh, my department. And so learning what the players are passionate about, ensuring that we're really being able to create a platform for them is my initial uh, goal. Uh, so it's really cool to just learn about all the great things that they're interested in doing and providing that as an opportunity to them through our uh, team. Because, I mean, with that, too, I mean, from seeing the roster, I mean, it's a pretty young team at that. So, I mean, they're probably definitely, you know, hitting the ground running with a lot of social issues and, you know, things of that nature for sure, bringing a new perspective on things probably. Absolutely. So, we have Satu, who's on the league social justice committee, which just was launched through the league last year. And so having her, we also have uh, Kayla Thornton, who is on uh, the Players Association. So just having that voice on a higher level beyond just the wings is important for us. Uh, but as you mentioned, we have the youngest team in the league. And so they're just pumped up and excited about being in the community. So it makes my job easy. That's dope. That is dope. Anything to make the job easy, that's for sure. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> um, but so with that being said, with all the different social issues that's out there in the community and stuff, is there any one in particular that you're passionate about or you or there's one in particular that grinds your gears the most? Yeah, well, for me, it's important that we're addressing issues in real time. So, you know, when we launched the foundation, and I'll talk more about our pillars, I'm sure, through the conversation, uh, we kept it as broad as possible so we wouldn't box ourselves in on we only do this or we only do that. Mm -hmm. We wanted as issues arose that we were able to really address them because they're important, not just because it was a part of our mission. So uh, the top priority pillars are addressing issues that are, that impact women and girls, social justice, health and wellness, youth athletes, and education. And so frankly, I always say this, you can throw a rock in, pretty much anything can go in those boxes, uh, but it's important that we know what's important to our players and then figure out how it aligns with our pillars. Um, yeah, and that's, that's, I understand the perspective of not having to box yourself in because there's so many different lanes to try to go down and and um try to facilitate which ones to do what so one thing i noticed that you started was the 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 flash forward photo booth was that something that you created 
Yes, so it's a personal business endeavor. So Flash Forward is actually four years old. Frankly, it was uh, my love for selfies, so self-proclaimed selfie queen, Uh, (laughs) and and really just wanting to jump into entrepreneurship. You know, as millennials, we're like, yeah, I can do that. And so it was one of those real gritty hands-on opportunities for myself. So I literally bought a photo booth for my birthday four years ago and was just like, yeah, this is my business. And so since then, we've been um, taking pictures, captions memories at events uh, obviously last year the world shut down and so people weren't having events and so took some time because literally I'm like not a photographer I'm not a programmer or anything like that but use that time during uh, the pandemic to reimagine business and so we started providing virtual photo booth services so basically it's a link that an event host will send to individuals that are attending their event you uh, scan the link if you're in-person QR code or you click the link from your device and you take the picture from your personal phone and then it's branded. It's the same thing you would get if you're at an event and you have the photo uh, text or email to you. And so that's what we're doing more now uh, just because it's not safe to be in large uh, convened events. But uh, yeah, it's literally just something that I enjoy doing, taking pictures and made a business out of it. Well, let's let me ask. Since you said you're the selfie queen, yeah. How many selfies would you say you have in your phone right now? Oh man, I have like ten thousand pictures in my phone. Oh lord, Lord. I just had to get more memory. I really need to clean that out. It's weird. Uh, Of those ten (laughs) thousand, probably eight thousand or selfies Woo-wee. i'm not counting i'm not counting that Woo. may be an inaccurate number but Ooh. a lot <laughs> i think i only got a thousand photos in my phone period yeah. <laughs> like, i don't take pictures like that you gotta capture those memories man i can do a deep cleanse and need to do that quickly but yeah no if it happened i have a picture of it oh man i i <laughs> I ain't saying nothing. You said you're the selfie queen, so I'm gonna let you have that title. You can have that title. You said ten thousand. I'm like, all right, cool. I mean, That's it's ten thousand total pictures. Total, but eight thousand of them probably. You probably know, are. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it's selfies with other people too, though. It's not like just me, but yeah. See, okay. that makes that makes it a little better, you know. Thank you. Yeah. I'm not. I wasn't saying it in a bad way. I, I was just saying. You know. <laughs> no, not just. I, I don't take pictures like this. So, you know, when I hear people with ten thousand, I'm like, oh no, I can't even. I don't even have that many in my gallery. Like mixed media too. You got to think of the videos, the collages. I mean, it's a thing. The boomerangs, all it. So okay, do you have a TikTok too? So this is the thing, and I'm going to give my player a shout out, even though it hasn't happened yet. Uh, I do not. I'm a senior millennial, um, meaning I'm a little bit older, and uh, our players are younger. And so during media day, our number one draft pick, Charlie, uh, I was working with her throughout the day. And so taking pictures, behind the scene pictures, I will not disclose how many pictures I took and probably three, four hours. If you think 10,000 is like, it was a lot. But she's like, so you're on TikTok? I'm like, Mm-mm. I'm not on TikTok. I'm not on Snapchat. I'm on Instagram just because I like pictures. But she has promised me she's going to teach me TikTok. So I just got a TikTok account. I've not used it yet. 
Okay. Uh, if Charlie hears this, Charlie still owes me a TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> I just like the title, the, the senior millennial, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, you know, I don't want to just put my age out there, but it's, yeah. Well, I'm a young millennial or uh, the oldest Gen Z, so you could just put it that way. That's how mine's kind of breaks down. So, right, and I, I know Juwan don't use TikTok, and I know I don't use TikTok. So, yeah, yeah. it's overwhelming. I like the, to watch it, but I don't. I, so when I learn, who knows? I was a Vine person, so that's what that's why I don't. I ain't trying to get into the craze because Vine was. I knew it was addictive because I was just scrolling through. But you know, I do the Vine for that reason. So yeah. <laughs> I'm like old school Facebook me like I literally I don't do Facebook as much I do Instagram and share to Facebook I just like pictures respect that respect that but like so with this being your rookie season you know in Dallas and you know especially being a a part of sports world what's some of the things that you learned about the WNBA that you didn't know beforehand oh wow a lot (laughs) (laughs) I knew that the women were, you know, the top athletes in their game. Um, I had no idea how hard they worked. So after the season ends, I mean, usually as the season ends, they're flying overseas to play for other teams. So these athletes, most of them are playing uh, year round of our 12 players last year, 10 were overseas during off season. Uh, so just that grind and grit that they have and the love of the game is admirable. So that was one thing I had no idea. I'm like, oh yeah, they play and then they go chill or whatever people do in the off season. No, these things are working year round most times. Makes sense. Makes sense. So I know too, I've seen a 30 for 30 or something on ESPN where they had, when they were in the, the bubble and they, you know, dedicated the season to Breonna Taylor, like just the community aspect of the W itself is it's, you know, it's almost a, like you said, it's progressive of any other league I've ever seen. Um, and then if you take it from a different level and going even a step further with just your team in, itself, like I'm assuming this the city has probably embraced you guys probably very well with it being a new a newer team and that type of thing. Can you speak to kind of like just how the community of Dallas has embraced the wins? Yeah, well, I- I want to be completely transparent. I told you I'm an open book. So Dallas is very oversaturated with professional sports teams. Just this is true. Being <laughs> this is true. <laughs> it's just, it is. And unless you follow women's sports and or, you know, have an athlete that you follow, uh, it's easy for people to be overshadowed by the other teams. But I think that, you know, it's a very diverse city, although people may not know that, uh, in in the community that supports us, like they for us, like the fans go crazy and go hard. And that's very appreciated. And so they see that the sacrifices that our players make daily and from coming from the wobble to plan back in market i mean it, it's been one of our most successful as far as fan engagement seasons ever because i think people realized sacrifice that they they took when they had to play in the bubble but still gave their all and then again with having such a young team uh people may think that 
the fan base may be a little a little shaky, but that's not so. In fact, uh, I get a lot of the fan mail and having fans not only from Dallas, but all over the world is just really uh, motivating to our players. But I do think because it's an oversaturated market uh, that we could uh, do a little bit more. But I think that the women, they hold it down. And so it's, it's really attractive for people to come and support them. I'm trying to think. Dallas does have. Let's see. They got what two basketball teams? Three basketball teams in there. It's Four. it's a lot. <laughs> you got a football team. You know the Cowboys, of course. Is so. I mean, yeah. You definitely. I agree there. You definitely over. You got the Rangers. You got the Stars. You got yeah. minor league baseball. Yeah. That is that is a lot. So, how do you find your footing with all the like the different sports teams that's in there? Like, how do you find your your mode with like everything crossing over so much? Yeah, I said it this morning. Had a coffee meeting. I stay in my lane. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> I, you know, I, I just like to keep it real. You know, there's so many great. Also, Dallas is one of the most philanthropic cities. Uh, and so everyone wants to give. It's a theme, which is great. Uh, but there are so many issues that people are passionate about. And so when I see the other sports team doing a lot, unless it is a universal issue, uh, <laughs> craziest thing. We had a winter storm earlier this year, which like yeah. does not happen in Texas and not in Dallas. And so that was an issue that where it's like all hands on deck, right? And we were able to raise over $100,000 in 72 hours, one week before our foundation lunch. So that was a, a really bold move for us to say no I know we're about to raise some money but we really need to help address this and all the teams were on board for that so that was one of those all hands on deck teamwork makes the dream work but then there are other issues that are going to be pertinent just to women and because we are the only professional women's sports team actually only women's basketball team in Texas uh we got to put on not only for our city but for our state and so there are issues that yes male sports can address and should address and should be advocates and allies but then there are things that are, we're just going to have a little bit more skin in the game on. So we look at what are those issues that are not being addressed. Frankly, what are those nonprofits that are grassroots that are not getting as much love but are doing the work? And how can we come along and be partners and use our platform to leverage what they're doing and, and maybe get a little bit more support? So I always like to say I stay in my lane. There are issues that we're going to have to address and we need to tackle as a collective professional sports group. But then there are things that we need to really look at that impacts our players personally or indirectly uh, that we can address. And again, showing love to those nonprofits that may be the underdogs, which some could say women's sports may be uh, as well in comparison to some of the larger uh, leagues. So we just stay in our lane and make the most impact. I got two questions for you. Mm -hmm. So the, the first one, um, like with partners and stuff. So have you had the, the opportunity to partner with like other, like the Rangers or, the maths or whoever, you know, and then the second question is, geez, I just lost it, man, that sucks. I lost it just that quick, but answer the first one, answer the first one. I'll come back. I think I remember what it was, but go ahead. Yeah. So again, this is our year, what I like to say of, uh, for the foundation of friend raising and fundraising. So that's making sure people know we're here and what we're doing and what we would like to do. Uh, so I have a great relationship with the Mavericks and, you know, again, the, the, 
challenging part is that most of us are off season of each other. And so it's mm-hmm. a little difficult to do true partnered events because when we're in season, they're out. Right. And right. so that happens a lot, even with like with football. Um, so we would hope that in the future we can coordinate things a little bit better. Most of it may not have that player engagement that I think the fans would really want just because of the, the timing is off. Uh, but again, we have a, a relationship, at least I do, with the Mavericks that we're continuing to build to see how we can partner. So if they're uh, doing things that are addressing women and girl issues, well, we have a professional women's sports team. So looking at opportunities like that. So there are definitely more opportunities for us to do that. The timing is what is the most challenging of all the teams to get aligned. It's like crazy. But one thing, the World Cup is coming to... Um, to Dallas. And so something Mm -hmm. really simple, but something that uh, was a great opportunity for us. All of the local professional sports teams, uh, mascots came together to support that. And so it's little subtle things like that, but for people to see the unison of uh, our sports team and how honestly how big it is here uh, because people go crazy over sports here in Texas. So uh, there are definitely more opportunities for us, but it's definitely something that the Wings is open to. Gotcha. I, now I remember what the second question was. Good. So, um, those that you, the first question that we that you said before, not this one, but um, the conversations, like those tough conversations. What is the toughest conversation you had to have with somebody about a social issue or just a not for profit or whatever to kind of bring light to something that maybe they didn't understand? Yeah, you know, a lot of things. To be really honest with you, we like to allow our players to use their voices and to use their platforms. And so we don't have a lot of conversations about don't say this, you can't do that. Mm -hmm. We understand that our players are our team uh, and in our brand. And so most times our players, uh, we stand behind what they're saying. But I will say that. And I think it probably was challenging for everyone, but also one of the most rewarding moments for me is that we, uh, when the George Floyd um, case, or actually the, the I, I don't even like to use his name, but when the cop was convicted of three murder charges, um, before I could even work on our team statement, the league had already uh, produced a statement in support of the the three uh, counts of murder. And so that was one, it was a moment that obviously we had to kind of collect ourselves and realize that it was a, a small piece of justice, but moments like that when our team, yes, we want to say something, but knowing that our the league is already on it and in support of it, but having those conversations and not shying away from it because we, you know, with a fan base uh, that we need to support us, I think some other uh, organizations may shy away from things like that as far as sharing their perspective. And so to know that that opened up a conversation just from that, those verdicts um, was very uh, honestly motivating to know that we can continue to have those difficult conversations that others would shy away from. 
Uh, also, I would like to say, so one thing that we do internally, we do our uh, community conversations, we call it sideline uh, conversations, where as a team, internal team, front office, we talk about difficult um, issues, uh, social justice issues, just equity issues in general. And so we made that more broader now, and now it's a community sideline conversation. So we've done things around uh, Juneteenth, when it was our Black African American Heritage Night, we've done things in support of pride during our pride uh, month and then also uh in support of hbcus and we have a few more of those coming up yeah that's dope um i don't even know what to say about just everything because i'm still trying i'm still processing in my mind like yeah <laughs> like ain't that right right man like in the work over here <laughs> yeah. it's a lot it is it is a lot but that's good like that's that's what the that's what this community, that's what community is for. We, you know, we, we, we look at it as we're supposed to be together and things. And that's what it's all about, honestly, at the end of the day. That's how I look at it. Mm. So you also, uh, you also work with the Panther City Lacrosse Club, if I'm not mistaken, right? So you just wear all these hats. Like, how do you juggle and cross over uh, so much? Like, how do you handle that? And one, um, was it been like to also work with this brand new club that's starting up? for the Panther City? Yeah, so we, we do. We have two properties, the Dallas Wings, most recognizable, but we launched in back last November, we announced the new Fort Worth's new professional sports team, which is our Panther City Lacrosse Club. And so we will play December 10th of this year, our inaugural home game. Um, so having two professional uh, sport properties is, is very interesting. Demographics are different. Uh, it is two different games for sure. Um, so I'll have those same roles that I have with the wings with Panther City. But to see a brand just like we're doing with the foundation, creating from this blank canvas is just truly amazing. Um, from the hood, we didn't play lacrosse. Mm. We didn't do it. Happy <laughs> though, there is a lacrosse team. In my hood, um, <laughs> we won the state championship this year. So shout out to Bridge Lacrosse. But seriously, we didn't have those uh, those type of um, diverse sports opportunities uh, growing up. So mm -hmm. uh, to have the opportunity to educate youth on a sport that you know people are getting scholarships to go to school on, um, and it's an exciting sport. Uh, so I'm most excited about bringing this sport to those that don't know about it but then also really uh shining a light on the athletes young athletes that are uh doing work so there's a lot of exciting things that uh, i can talk about a little bit later but uh we just had our we had a draft and so we now have players like when i started literally we didn't have anything so uh and then we have our professional draft is coming up and we actually have the number one pick so we're super excited about that but whole new sport uh definitely some crossover but two totally different worlds look don't feel bad because like i ain't know i like i heard about lacrosse but i ain't like i don't know nothing about lacrosse i like when i can't oh up, come on man look it's not my fault just look i'm just product of my environment where i grew up in lacrosse right. was the thing so <laughs> it like, wasn't in mine either you know i, I ain't gonna lie but this yeah. is the craziest thing that once, so we're playing box lacrosse. So even when people are familiar with lacrosse, it's usually field lacrosse outside yeah. with, you know, stick ball. Mm -hmm. Okay. We're playing box lacrosse, which is indoors. So think of hockey and lacrosse, field lacrosse connected. 
high impact, real fast, high scoring game. It is actually very, very interesting. I'm super excited to see it in action because I've seen Phil across in action now, but the box across is a whole totally different thing. Um, but what is so interesting, we have had some community activations already. We'll have a lot more in the coming months as we actually lead up to our first game. But when you have, if you're an athlete, like you're an athlete. So we've gone into some urban communities and they have not ever heard of lacrosse either. And we give these kids a stick and they, they edit, they own it. Like you give them the fundamentals and they are like on it. So the opportunity to teach this sport, I don't know it, but <laughs> these awesome <laughs> athletes that are football players, track, basketball, they have what it takes. And uh, we've been pretty amused at introducing a new sport and uh, them catching on so quickly. Yeah, I mean, I think it's good to have the new sport introduced because so many people, if they see like one sport, like say, you know, in particular men, it's like it's basketball, you know, or for men it's football. But the more that you can show people that there's other sports out there that they may be better suited at, the better off they may be and may even can create a professional career out of it. So, I'm, yeah, so I'm happy to see the different sports, you know, that people are, are starting to talk more about. Because like I said, growing up, I look, I didn't know what lacrosse was. And matter of fact, I went to college. Me, me and John went to the same college where you know lacrosse is a big thing and i did yeah. not i did not go to a single game in a in the four years five years i spent there so no we didn't have it in my school like we it i i just learned about it so you <laughs> know but, but that's okay we, we're gonna do better yeah, but it's awesome. Y'all should better. come to the game. Quick plug, December 10th at Dickies Arena. <laughs> hey, look. See, there so, you go. Yeah, so my brother my brother lives in Dallas. So, you know, from ever in the area, checking in yeah, on him. Seriously, come on out. Just hit me up. I got you. I got you. Not a problem. <laughs> um, But what was it? How did you feel to be named to uh, Dallas Business Journal 40... Uh, Dallas Business Business Journal 40 under 40. Wow. Uh, literally uh, life-changing. Didn't I know the, uh, uh, I don't want to say the importance, but first I would say very humbling, extremely under, still a bit in shock. Um, it's, it's really amazing because we have, I have 39 uh cohort colleagues that are you know everything from presidents of hospitals to um most people may be familiar with match.com that president is in the cohort i mean some really heavy hitters and so to have someone from the sports industry a woman a woman of color um it, it is extremely humbling and especially from uh my city like these are things that i would look up and look up to when I see these individuals. So I was named 40 under 40. And then I don't know who made the decision to allow me to grace the cover of the, the uh, publication. So it's kind of crazy. I'm kind of like a, I don't know, is this like level D celebrity or something? I don't know. It's, I'm not like top tier celebrity but uh, we, I was at the game Sunday and someone came out of the suite and they were like, hey, are you the 40 under 40 person? I'm like, I am. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> it is 
It's uh, very surreal, very humbling, honored, and, and really looking forward to the opportunities as far as providing more insight on what the WINGS and our foundation is doing in the community uh, with this new, <laughs> uh, I don't even know what to call it. It's, it's kind of crazy, actually. I don't think I've really captured or realized uh, what all it means, but it's super humbling. Well, congrats on that. That's that's a dope accomplishment. Yeah, big ups, big ups. Thank you. So I guess the segue into that, like who were your your mentors prior to or still your mentors, people that you looked up to that kind of got you into this type of thing? Yeah, it's crazy. I think that I've taken a little bit of every uh, piece of my journey um, and kind of combined it if that makes sense so mm -hmm. again I, I started my career as a social worker and so um I definitely have individuals now that I still uh am connected to that help me problem solve some of the issues uh that I address now so some of my very first supervisors um in the social work industry are still very much people that I can call on. So uh, Ms. Jones, uh, Ms. Berna Jones, who is an executive director of a local nonprofit here under one roof. And um, so that people like her that, you know, keep me grounded, keep remind me of what I, why I started my career uh, to help others is uh, very instrumental. Um, also, Mr. Anthony, who was again, a part of my formal uh, life as a social worker, but again, always take me back to the why of my career. Um, again, new in sports, so I don't know that I have any specific mentors in the sports industry yet, but I think that I'm most motivated by our players because again, I see the dedication and the sacrifices that they make every day. And that just makes me um, more motivated to really help continue to, I like to say, promote them as both champions and change agents. So I would say the players right now are my biggest motivation. Um, definitely looking at a lot of the individuals that have come before me that are doing this type of work as uh, definitely a guide and resource yeah that's um definitely um man such it's always good to have mentors along the way because like without mentors we don't know how to walk that sometimes if we don't see someone that has done it or is doing it or have shown the capacity to do it you know you never know what it look, really looks like yeah um sure. You know, with that being said, like, how much does it mean for you to be a woman of color to do the things that you're currently doing right now? Like, you're still pushing it. There's a lot of issues right now. You're still, you're like, you're, you are breaking the way into, you know, your, your job for someone else later down the road. So, you know, how much does that mean for you right now? Oh, man, I, I really take it again as a great honor, but with, with this responsibility, is also as heavily uh, or as important as having, you know, the long title or having access to amazing uh, athletes as I do. Uh, it comes with great responsibility because I know that um, there are young people that because they don't know that these roles exist, they don't go after them. Like I've never, ever, ever in a million years imagined working for a sports team. So I use this, um, 
kind of metaphor when I was on a panel earlier this month uh, with a group of young leaders and there is a leadership program. And so they asked, you know, you know, what are some things that we can do uh, for those that are coming behind us? And so I use the metaphor as you're going through a door, you see someone, they may not be like right behind you. So you may have to stop and wait a little bit, but you hold that door open for them. It's like something very simple. It doesn't even take a lot of effort, but it's just a nice gesture, right? And so I use that same model in my career. Um, crazy enough that my schedule is like really, really, really crazy. But I always make time for young people that, that are interested in talking to me for whatever reason. Most times I don't even know the reason when I commit to doing so. Uh, because if we don't see it, we don't know to dream for it, right? And so I always make time for young people, again, using that metaphor of simply holding the door open for those that are coming behind me. Because I think it's important when we have these platforms and these opportunities that we show, we pay it forward, but then we have those practical, real conversations with people because on the outside looking in, it can look like it's easy or that it was luck, but really having that conversation to help prepare them for success is important. So as simple as it is, as holding the door open for someone to go through the same way that you're going, uh, I think it's as equally important to do that as much as we can in our professional uh, lives as well. So uh, don't have a lot of time to have a lot of mentoring uh, relationships. I do have one, but I always make myself available to speak to young people to talk about my journey. Makes sense. So let's let's pull back the curtain a little bit here. What happens behind the scenes that no one really knows about? Like that thing that's like in the front office, like people just see stuff gets done, but like most people may not notice if they're not in the front office. Oh, oh man, literally it, it's a lot. Uh, I'll just say, I'll use an example from yesterday. We had games on the road game. I'm here late because just, working on things uh but I was looking at I, I think people may not know how the different departments have to work together uh and what they do behind the scenes but our social media team was here like literally from the person that makes the graphics to the person that's posting the graphics to the person that's responsible for responding or seeing what else is out there about the team and so just watching from my office looking out um into our break room of, of them really strategizing uh, what and then how we would post versus if we won, if we didn't, leading through the game, how to keep people engaged. I mean, it's a tactic to that. It's not as simple as what we do on our own personal social medias, right? Uh, but then also when we, uh, as a community department, looking at how we leverage what our team is doing on the court to do that outside of the court. And it's a science to that. Um, and then that means I'm working closely with our marketing team. But then also the bottom line is usually, you know, business and revenue. So uh, I always tell people uh, doing good is good for business. And so looking at what that means, how are we sharing the story of what we're doing in the community? Not because we want likes and shares, but because we really do know that people will support organizations that are doing just more than what the sport calls for and so me communicating with the marketing team and then 
us communicating to the sales team to be able to share those stories and those testimonials and how we've made impact beyond the court is important. So it is literally like, a, you know, will our machine is like a beautiful chaos, if that makes sense, because <laughs> yeah. there is oh, never yeah. <laughs> two of the same days. And uh, what I've had to get the, used to the most is that, you know, I wouldn't say I'm super like type A and have this regimented like schedule that I can't deviate from, but I do like order. And uh, that is not necessarily something that we have every day. It all makes sense and it's all a science to it, but um, it is a, a, a lot happening behind the scenes for sure. Yeah, I can only imagine that it's like just complete organized chaos that happens. That's what I call it. It's organized chaos. It's chaos, but it's under control. It's organized. Yeah. Everyone got a job. Everyone got a purpose. You know, everyone knows what to do and know what not to do, but it's still chaos because, you know, anything can happen, happen at any given time. For sure. For sure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I kind of thrive in some of those type of environments. So and I, I feel as though that you're probably built for that as well. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's actually kind of fun. And I'm like, what will today hold? I have this beautiful agenda. Let's see how it's not going to happen like this. <laughs> yep. At this point, I don't even make agendas at my job anymore. I just know it's just going to be something's going to break. I just got to handle this. So, all right, like, let me do it. Like, <laughs> right. But yeah, that concludes our first part of our interview. So we can go ahead and trans transfer into our uh, our rapid fire segment, which we call our game within the game segment. So my question for you is, are you ready to play? I'm ready. Okay. So first question on the, the, on the agenda is um, chocolate chip cookies or oatmeal raisin? Chocolate chip every day. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love to hear it. I love to hear it. Um, would you say TV shows or movies? Movies. What's your favorite movie? Lean on me. Wow. Took me back on that one. Took yeah. me back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so okay, okay, okay. Well, who's your favorite actor or actress? Oh man, see, you y'all, mm -mm, this is hard. Oh, that is really hard. I have different people for different reasons but I'll go with Samuel Jackson like you kind of know what his <laughs> role is in every movie but man it just be so funny I like him a lot <laughs> oh, yeah it's okay no go ahead go ahead no go ahead go ahead go ahead so wait so when you say you got different so you got your your action person you got your comedy person and you probably got your sad person or the person that just plays that sorry role or whatever the case is so like who would be that like let's let's get into it who would be that oh see I, I needed to be prepared for this one because I feel like I'm gonna forget someone uh so I'll just go like I really like Angela Bassett and I think it's because like she literally whatever her character is she was like true to character like I literally thought that she was like Tina Turner for a while like I really be thinking she's whoever she's supposed to be and it is I, I love that um man this is so hard we stumped her because <laughs> i like i'm like i'm gonna think of somebody else but <laughs> i'm gonna stick with samuel jackson and angela bassett for now um okay. there are others but okay. i don't want to leave my favorite people out and then be like uh, -uh we got to re-record this <laughs> <laughs> 
That's okay. You know, That's I mean, okay. I, I get it. Like, you know, I can see, like, to me, like, rest in peace, Chadwick, but like, Chadwick was like the person that did the, you know, he got James Brown, he had the, you know, uh, Jackie Robinson, Jackie Robinson, uh, Thurgood Marshall, like, just played the roles. And it's like, I think you were actually James Brown, brother. Like, you might right. be James. Right. <laughs> you might be, you know. Uh, but I get it, you know. Mine's a Denzel, so, you know, I'm a Denzel person for sure. So. I do love Denzel, so that's what? Nancy. Mm-mm. I ain't doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Just trying to draw it in. Look, I'm trying to reel her in a little bit. I got to get right, it. But Denzel, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's like a given, though. So, yep. Mm-mm. I'm done. Wait, wait, wait. So what's your favorite Denzel movie then? Oh, oh, that's hard. Because it's so many, right? Yeah. I really do like him in Training Day, though. But man, that's hard. Yeah, we got, got another one. one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm watching movies, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> now I did not have time, but now I want to go watch some of these movies. <laughs> Look, that's Training Day was the OG movie right there. People hated him in that, but that's the OG movie right there. OG movie. <laughs> All right, we'll so, get up off. Oh, go ahead. No, no, I got one more. Go ahead. So Samuel Jackson or Denzel? <laughs> oh, that's rude. Depends on the movie. It really depends on the movie. Like you gotta go movie or movie because I can't I, I can't pick between them two. It's probably gonna be Denzel, but it's just like Samuel Jackson is so funny. Samuel is funny. Hey, they both like in real life, he's just saying like a funny person. So yeah. Well, he'll play. I mean, now I'll give you that. Samuel can play, he's played in Star Wars, he done played in Django, like he done played all type of roles. Yeah. The span is crazy. Like the dude yeah. can play any role he wants. Like I give him that for sure. Yes. Like, ooh, all right, go ahead. I'll let you go back. Go back to the quiz. We good. Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh man, yeah. Yeah, his range is crazy though. Uh, but we'll we'll move on. Um, you know, with you being you know into your rookie years of sports, whatnot, have you come up with your top five that you have you found as your favorite in the W so far? All of our players, period. All twelve. <laughs> <laughs> Loyalty, I love it. I love it. I love I'm a it. Cowboys fan, so I'm loyal to the death of me. So there's no movement there. Uh, I will say. I'm doing honorable mention though, only because, well, not only because she literally is dope, but because she's my sorority sister, I'm gonna have to add Asia Wilson to, to the list because she she the source. But yeah, our 12 of our players favorite. All of them. I, I feel it. I feel it. All right. So what was all right? So let's see. The next one would be what's your favorite shoe? Okay, so this one, like, real talk, and I'm going to need a little help from my players on this, too. I am more, you know, the heels. Nice. Oh, okay, who are your favorite heel person? Let's just go there. Oh, that's, you know. Look, I'm, this, I'm ready. Right. This we other for, thing. We okay, everything. so I, I can't be telling all of my secrets. So. Well, you're not telling everybody. You're just telling us. No, because. <laughs> Mm-mm. She said some stuff gotta be kept, you know, on the oh on the God. down low, like uh. <sighs> now unless y'all right. sending packages, like I don't know. But no, I would really like to get into wearing like sneakers. Like I don't know, I don't even have Air Max. Like uh. oh man, you that's the low level, that's like the low level of the the the, the shoe game. 
I mean, I have like some basic, I, don't, I mean, I don't even know they have a name. They're like Nikes. I just go by color and mm. comfort. But now we have so many, we have Nike athletes, we have Adidas athletes on our team. So I think I got to step my game up and I wear heels to all of our games. And I'm like, well, I'm still going to wear heels to our games. But I mean, there are events that I probably could be wearing like some really dope sneakers that I don't, I don't own. So I need some help with that. I just saw somebody there. Like, I really need help on that. I would say you start with the maxes. Okay, then you make your... Now, if you really want to be invested, you get you some Jordans. That's the top tier. Now, Jordan is top tier. Uh, if you Now, if you like a certain player in, like, the NBA or whatever, or even WNBA, you know, they got KDs, LeBrons. You got uh, Kyrie, Paul George. Giannis even got a shoe now. Kobe had a shoe line when he was here. Yeah, Rest in peace. So, I only know about Jordans. You know, so, I mean, you know, it's, it's a lot to it. It's a lot. It's levels to it. So yeah. we're going to start with the max. It's like, that's really where I want to start. Because okay. then you got to think, go backwards to the outfit. And it's like, yeah, does this make sense? But right. I feel like I can do some things. Okay. Okay. I'm still curious cool. about these heels, though. But we're going to move on, though. <laughs> She probably got some Louis Vuittons, you know. Maybe. I do not. Yeah. I do not. I, I do not. One, I, again, I'm for comfort. And I, the one time I'm like, I'm going to go ahead and get me some big girl shoes. I was like, these hurt. So, I don't know. I just. You hear, you, look, you hear that Louis fix your shoe. I was just like, <laughs> and I'm real, I'm, I'm very resourceful and I'm a realist. And I'm just like, do I really want to pay this much for something that is not comfortable to me? So, you know, there are other, I've, and that was a one-time thing. So I may revisit it, but mm. if it's not comfortable, I'm not getting it. I don't care what it is. Okay. I'll give you that. So, okay. What about your favorite music artists? Yeah, so very diverse there as well. But you know, I, I this is the thing. We'll listen to anything someone wants me to listen to just because I like to like diversity, right? Uh grew up in the church, so I'm always I'm <laughs> this goes sound so rich. Um I'm kind of like I start my morning out with gospel, and probably by the time I'm at the office, only like a 25-minute ride, I'm on some trap. This is the thing. <laughs> I, yeah, love I it. literally have a shirt to say, I love God and trap music. Like, I literally have it. <laughs> um, That's right. And it's true. But this is the thing about me. I don't, <laughs> this is so, this is a mess. I can't believe I'm sharing this. I don't be knowing who the artists are though. Like, like not guys, like it's gospel, I know, like that's my, I grew up on God. But like, I don't be knowing these new artists. It's just like, if I like the song, I like the song. Can I tell you the song? Probably not, but I can probably tell you the hook. So anywhere from <laughs> um, gospel to trap, neo soul, and definitely 90s R&B. Rap is like, and eh, sometimes I don't know what they're saying, which is trap. So I don't know. So what's your? <laughs> can you can you give us one of the hooks? Or you, Cause I might be able to help oh, you out with the hook. I will tell y'all, this is like old oh, now, and that's the other thing. I get a song that I like, and I wear it out. Um, I'm not gonna say the artist's name because I'm probably not gonna say it right. But the young man that says he's got time today, and he don't like nobody. I like this song. You know what I'm talking about? One of y'all got it. I'm talking about. I ain't oh, heard that no. one. I ain't heard that one. Well, well, I'm gonna come back to that one. So we I heard we, that. One. I'm gonna do some research on it real quick. But in the meantime, what's on your gospel playlist? What? Yeah, I'm 
something. Right. Um, Carr right now is like my person. Like I, I sis is dope. Uh, and then, you know, I'm, again, loyal to hometown, but uh, Tamla Man just had a new CD come out. You know, they're right here in Fort Worth. Mm-hmm. Uh, so loving, love, love, love her. Um, but yeah, I just, I'd be on, I'd be on my YouTube, on my gospel, and I like to just get like new, new artists or new songs. Again, terrible with names, but. Oh, so I, I think like I, it's Eric. Gospel. His name is Eric. Mom, Eric Bellin. He, he got a street name. It's like Young Money Bags, or he Young said he don't like. I, I don't know if the song is I don't like nobody or Tom today. It may be Tom today because basically the hook said he got Tom today. Man, y'all gonna make me rap here? I haven't heard that song. You might go ahead rap. Go ahead rap. We'll, 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 we'll get to that offline. We will we'll save her. Don't do that to her. <laughs> go to <ahead and> rap. <laughs> Look, riff it out. I need to hear it. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. And then oh. Dallas music. I'm just like a big fan. Like when I do listen to oh. Dallas artists, but like old school Dallas artists, like DSR and stuff like that. Okay. And you said you're an old school R&B person. Yeah, like 90s R&B. Or now I can go back, back. Like Anita Baker is like my wake up on Saturdays clean the house music. Okay. Okay. You gotta have that type of music. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. And okay. it's like more modern R&B is definitely Fantasia. Uh, oh, you like the soulful singers. Oh, Ooh. yes. And her yeah. is like my big like neo-soul person right now. And Jasmine Sullivan. Oh, so you want them people to make you just want to cry. So this is the thing, man. <laughs> man this, is the, this is the journey. I'm so glad that we all grow because like back in the day, and I love, I still, still, again, love Fantasia. Back in the day, Fantasia is the reason why I, probably the reason why I'm still single because she had you so mad and everybody, you just, you don't even be mad, but you be like, you don't want me to talk to me and people just be calling and see how you doing. So Fantasia had me on that, like, mm-mm, I ain't for this. And uh, now she's grown so much and I love it. <laughs> you said Jasmine Sullivan too, right? Yeah, but see, Jasmine Sullivan be telling the real deal too. Like this new one, she was real, real. Cause she made the song. Then she made the song about busting windows out somebody's car. Well, see, I don't bust windows out nobody's car. I don't, I'm I, just saying, but I she made that peace. song though. She, she did. You know, she 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 real she with it. But that yes, but I, I choose peace because I don't like. Jasmine. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I had to put the car take the car off the street when that one came out. Yeah, <laughs> what y'all was doing though? What y'all? I mean, hey, I'm not doing nothing. Anybody's hey. windows after car. Hey, I, I just know there was some. Hey, some I'm not doing nothing. On. That look, one of my friends' car got keyed, and I was like, "That's all I need to know." I'm and good. Not my car is not safe being outside, so I need wow. to put it in the garage. I'm single, so I don't have to deal with no problems like that. So I'm, I'm very just, nah, so, you I'm know, good. I got, I got like, I'm good. However, <laughs> however, at the time where Ken's car was a thing, I saw my friend's car get keyed, and that was enough for me. Just know I've never keyed a car. I've never busted any windows out of the car. None of that. None of that. None of that. Oh, man. That's funny. <laughs> okay. So make this one a little bit challenging for you oh man yeah um if you could eliminate any dallas professional team what would it be 
<laughs> Throwing shots, <laughs> he's shooting shots across the. <laughs> no, sir, we all uh-uh. we. Mm-mm, I'm loyal. Mm-mm. You heard she a Cowboys fan because right. that was the first team that Damn. had to go. If you're gonna, no, ask sir, me. no, sir, it's the America's team. <laughs> oh, please, no. No. We only go. team people think about it ain't their team like why y'all be talking about our team if y'all don't like our team it's jerry's world well because you go. Hmm. well because the cowboys always i'm not gonna get on your team yeah because no, i'm like y'all be just like wow i don't talk about any other teams i can't tell you nothing about another team nothing i'm a patriot fan so i'm gonna just leave i don't even know what it is they don't exist wow so you know (laughs) all right all right we just play other people i don't even know who they are that's a Mm -hmm. true that's a true dallas fan right there what um so last question to wrap up the uh the the rapid fire is um if you had a chance to take over any organization um who would you choose Well, I'm keep my current job, so I'm not gonna take over the wings yet. Uh, the Cowboys. <laughs> it would be the Cowboys. It's the most profitable uh, team. Uh, it's America's team, uh, and you know, I save the rest of my comments for unrecorded conversation. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I grew up on the Cowboys. It's America's team. It's the most profitable football team. We got them bags, and yeah, it's the home team. And she ain't lying. <laughs> she ain't lying. <laughs> oh, she and she keep putting that America's team out there too, boy. That's funny. I mean, but she's not lying though. That's thank the thing. you, Jesse. I just like honesty. What they not? They they kind of slipped away from America's team. They, they kind of they second. Team. They second. They We're the most ba- watched team, the most talked about team, the most hated team, and the most profitable team. I think the Patriots was the most hated at one point because of Tom Brady. That's the only reason why. No, only Tom Brady why. was the most hated. But the yeah. Cowboys, people, I mean, I they just be hating us off the club. Like, I don't even know why people be hating on us like that. I could tell you why, but I ain't going to say it. I'm going to plead the fifth. Okay. <laughs> plead the fifth. <laughs> Look, Desmond wrapped it up. Look, wrapped it up. <laughs> I'm about to, about to. So, Ladadra, it has been an honor and a pleasure to talk with you on this podcast. We had a lot of fun, as you can see. You know, we just two people out here chilling, like that fun that we out here in Indiana. So, if you ever in Indiana, for whatever reason, you know, just hit us up. More likely, come out, hang out, whatever. You know, have a ball. Um, so Lidandra, where can people follow you at on, on your social medias and keep up with you and make a connection with you? Sure. Uh, so I'm probably the quickest to respond on my professional platforms, which is LinkedIn. It's just my name, Ladondra Wilson. Um, although, as I mentioned before, very much a fan of pictures. So on IG, it's private, y'all, but you know, just let me know that you heard me on uh, the the game podcast, capturing the game podcast. And you can follow me on LD Ivy Girl on IG. Well, there it is, folks. It's another episode. But you know, just a reminder for all the listeners and subscribers out there, just please give us a follow us on Instagram. That's capturing underscore the underscore game underscore pod. 
Sorry, that is long. But anyways, uh, go ahead and follow us on Twitter. It's CTG underscore podcast. And also um, go ahead and follow us on YouTube. Subscribe, follow us on any of your uh, favorite podcast channels. Uh, and you can follow us, um, find us by typing in uh, Capturing the Game podcast. So once again, LaDondra has been super fun, super down to earth talking with you yeah. this past hour you know definitely uh definitely a change of pace for us with what we me and juan been going through for the past couple of episodes but <laughs> definitely uh you know definitely been good and definitely yeah. a blessing <laughs> to have you to have you on this podcast a pleasure a pleasure if y'all need some laughs just hit me up <laughs> we got you